In this episode of the Encourage Inspire podcast, I'm joined by songwriter, MC, author, poet, dancer, and choreographer, SB the Anomaly Man. SB is one of my favorite guys that I've met along my journey in the entertainment industry. Uh, we talked about him coming up in the Bronx and rhyming and dancing for fun, as well as you know how he got the origin of his name and his earliest memories of being introduced to hip-hop. You know, we talk about how he was able to use his uh, intelligent lyrics and witty flows to make a difference and how he looks at talent and your rate, your ability to be able to diversify yourself and, and with your with your talent as an artist. Uh, we talk about um, how he is part of the internationally known hip hop group, The Iconics. And we end the episode talking about him as a martial artist and all some of the work he does and teaches self-defense to women. And so they can protect themselves. But even more than that, we talk about how men are there to help protect women and lead them so that they know they can trust us to keep them safe at all times. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. guys, welcome to another episode of the Encourage Fire podcast. This is episode, episode number 62. I've got a really special guest with me today. This is my guy, SB, the Anomalies, with me today, man. What's going on? How you doing, bro? Peace, brother. I am doing awesome. Just came from the barber. Just had a Pop-Tart, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and every great morning begins with these two things. Yeah, that's, that's so awesome, man. You are a songwriter, MC, poet, author, dancer and choreographer so you you man you check them out let's see at least six boxes <laughs> you know what i mean which is awesome man which is awesome and, and i just like i said man i've known each other for a little bit and i remember the first time i met you was actually at i want to say if jen was doing an event with fusion and co and yeah. she was doing, it was a past the auction event actually and then yeah. she had brought you in for a just kind of share knowledge and things like that and I remember just being there, I just knew by the way, man, this is a special type of dude. And, and, Likewise. And, and it's interesting how we know a lot of, though we literally know a lot, we pretty much know a lot of the same people. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, You know what I mean? Like free dabs, <laughs> you know, you know, uh, my boy Chad and Ian, because Ian, yeah. so Ian is like a brother to me. Ian is, Ian is one of the reasons why I got into the entertainment business. So, I mean, I've known him for over almost 20 years. And I was like, so it's crazy how like we know like, a lot of the same people and it's like and this is crazy like how we kind of uh, just know a lot of the same people like that without without even really knowing that we know the same people you know so yeah uh, chad yeah. chad is my brother man we used to dance a, a lot back in the day you know mm -hmm. actually just saw chad on monday night i was doing a fight scene at this spot he rolled in and i, I was talking to him and I was telling somebody else about Ian. I'm like, yeah, he has his brother has the same name as me, and he also yeah. pops as well. Yo, Ian is one. Let me tell you something about Ian, man. He is one of the most talented dudes that I know. 
Yeah, yeah. And he really is. I mean, the guy from guitar, from singing, from, you know, he's just not really passionate for entertainment. It's probably why he never really took it seriously. But he did what, what he used to kind of do when we were younger, but I just don't think he really wanted to really do what it really, what, 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 what it really took to, to really want to do it every day. And obviously he built a career in law enforcement. He does fitness, you know, stuff like that. But I mean, the kid is just, he's just so talented, man. He's one of the most talented dudes that I know. Uh, shout out to him. He's, he, you know, he, you know, him and his wife is pregnant. So he'll yeah. be having a baby soon. You know what I mean? So just, I love him. I love him so much, man. He's really is like a brother to me. I had the pleasure of being in his wedding party. Uh, man, it's been almost, it, it's been a year. Wow. Mm. Like, oh, I think today, I think to maybe today, what do we, was it the September 23rd? Yeah, it's been at least, it's been about a year. I think about a year ago now is when they actually had the ceremony. So, wow, how quite time flies. Yeah, time, time, flies, time flies, man. <laughs> yeah, time flies. But yeah, man, shout out to Ian Fryerson and, and Chad and those guys. Those are so, so many special dudes. But I've known Chad, you know, for years since he was a kid, you know, and to see what he's doing. And I mean, for hey, he danced at the Super Bowl a couple of years ago with the weekend. I mean, that was major. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely, bro. I mean, me and Chad have been rocking for years, bro. Over a decade. Yeah. Right. And then obviously with, yeah. with, you, with the free daps guys, because so I I know Jordan because I was I used to go to church with him. So okay. yeah, yeah. So that's how I've known him for years, like him and I. And Isaac and, and all those guys, you know, I, I that's how I know those guys for years. You know, what those guys are so just amazing. How obviously Matt Hills, you know, who doesn't know Matt Hills? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. You know, so, I mean, he's kind of a staple in Orlando. If, you, if, if you've been around long enough, yeah, you know who yeah. he is, you know? Yeah, yeah anyone, I mean, the, all three of those names resound heavily, you know, anyone that doesn't know those names, it's very clear and apparent that you're either brand new and just got here or because yeah. really you don't have to be in the scene, right? You can do your, I mean, there's plenty of people that are successful and they're not really in the scene per se, right. Right. but you know, if you claim to be in the scene and you don't know those names, it's, you know, right. <laughs> right. You, you know what I'm thinking, man, because I think that, you know, in this city alone, right? I was just, my man, I'm pretty Rico Bands, was uh, who he's lives in Atlanta right now. He's been he was in Orlando for several years. I think he's moving back here. But we just he just did an R and B like an R and B event where like an R and B showcase, which because he just dropped an album called Prettier and it's doing really really well. And uh, we just did I don't Pro One Ninety Two Studios out in Kissimmee. They did mm. like a showcase. And so one thing he was saying was, and this is kind of true, a lot of cats in the R and B space don't want to work together. They don't want to grind together and do stuff together. And, you know, and so he said it was cool to bring artists together and have us all be supportive of each other and understand that collectively, you know, that's how that's how communities come up. That's how that's how movements get started, because you got to take the ego out of it. You know what I mean? We got you got to work together. You know, what I mean? you got to work together and, and create opportunities so that the whole city wins, you know, mm. versus just a couple people winning. You know what I mean? And I think I think yeah. we I think we got to do a much better job of that because Orlando in general we're never going to be Atlanta and we don't have the resources and, and the and the infrastructure to be Atlanta but we're Orlando and there's so much talent here in Orlando mm -hmm. it's so much talent you know yeah. 
from film to music to everything. And I just think that collectively, if we just continue to support each other, man, great things are going to happen. And man, shout out to to Jen with Fusion and Co. What she's doing, you know, with with really putting Orlando on the map and showcasing Orlando acts specifically. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to Oriana Campbell with the Culture Fest. You know, they had to cancel it this year because of the weather, but to, to do a, a festival in Orlando with really no major headliner, all Orlando independent acts, you know, uh, and I think Moxie did that um, mm-hmm. yeah, with, not- with, this, with, the, with the Super Fest before that, but, you know, so cool to, to be doing these things and not necessarily bring in a major headliner and people still coming out to support the local artists from Central Florida, you know, it's just it's just a great thing to see because I've again I've been in the music scene here since two thousand four or five, so I know what it used to be, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a lot better now than what it used to be about twelve about uh you know, um fifteen sixteen years ago. So I think I think we're not necessarily in the best place, but we're in a much much better place than what we used to, be, which is really cool. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot out here. I mean, I was just hanging out with two guys last night out here, and these two individuals are in the, all the Marvel movies. One of them choreographs a lot of fight movie, a lot of fighting in movies. My, he just did Day Shift. He was just in the the She Hulk series. Like you know, people don't know how many gems are out here in Orlando. You know, but as you said, collectively, the people that are making it, not many of us are working together. And you know, that's not any shade to anybody in general. You know, we just we're not collectively moving as a unit. It's more of like whatever's within our in our circle, which is normal. That's anywhere. That's anywhere. I mean, it, it's the yeah, same yeah. way. It's kind of the same way in, in when it comes to dating and relationships. Like most people, one of the reasons why I like dating apps is because it's kind of a little bit tangent for a second. But one of the reasons why uh, is because most people, like you just said, we, we kind of like to operate inside of our circle. We don't like to go outside of our circle because it would require us to be a little bit more uncomfortable of meeting new people that we don't normally associate with. Not in a not so much in a bad way, but you know, so we just like to be kind of in their little zone. Yeah. And I, and, and I like the dating apps because you get to meet new people that would never have connected to you. Uh yeah. and to see if there's to see if there's any chemistry, you know, so yeah. to say. So I think kind of works like how you were saying. So I think I love that, man. I love that. Yeah, so, um, like so you were born in the Bronx. I mean, I was born in Brooklyn. You know, I, I mean, I'm a I'm a native New Yorker, but I consider myself to be a Florida guy. I've been here over half my life. So, you know, mm-hmm. I was born in Brooklyn. I, I can't really say I claim it because I don't know it. You know, to <laughs> love to claim it, man. It's very different. It's very different now. If you haven't been there in a while. Yeah, yeah. Last time, last time I've been to New York, man, 2013. I think it's, mm. so it's been a little while. It's, it's been, and yeah, one of did. the reasons why I don't go much, don't go back as much, because as you're doing the holidays, because obviously the holidays, it's cold, you know, and me doing the cold weather, having a disability with snow, and the, it's just not really ideal. <laughs> so I don't really go to go there a lot during the holidays. And usually in the summertime, obviously the last couple of years, we've had the pandemic, but before that, I've been usually in Europe during the summertime. So like, you know, I'm usually not able to go back. So that's why I haven't been back in so long. But I definitely, I may go, I may go this year uh, before it gets too, too cold. But I did get back to, to see my people. But yeah, man, you were, 
You born in the Bronx, man, and you came up rhyming and dancing for fun. Tell me about that, man. What it was like to 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 come in the Bronx and, and, and obviously the mecca of hip hop. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, no, it's <laughs> a very different animal from most places from what I've seen. Well, growing up out there as an artist, as an MC, it was pretty brutal, man. You know, you you know, <laughs> you know, we live we live in a place now, like when I go to these showcases, man, and cats rhyme and stuff. I judge a lot of showcases out here, a lot of battles out here. Right, right, right. right. You know, I, when I first got out here, it was a, a, sh a little culture shock because where I come from, you know, if you aren't really rhyming to what people will consider up to par, you know, you got immediate feedback. You know, <laughs> right, it's kind of right. like the Apollo, you know, they're, they're, you didn't really get to get through your song or if you're on the street rhyming in a cypher or you battle them, there really was no room for you to be at, again, a level people considered, you know, beneath the status quo. So, you know, you were required to be at a certain level even when you first started. So it was like a struggle to get through that, but it was a blessing, honestly. It put me in a position to be where I'm at right now. You know, if I didn't come up in the Bronx, if I didn't have the people around me that I had around me, I wouldn't be able to rhyme the way I did and currently do. The same thing with dancing, because I was taught how to dance. I didn't like watch YouTube or, you know, have TikTok of people dancing for 12 seconds. Like, no, like yeah, I actually, yeah. I actually trained with a second generation New York City breaker, my mentor band, The Liquid Robot. And I actually was taught, you know, one-on-one -on, -one on some Luke Skywalker, Yoda type stuff for years. Mm. And the rhyming, I was just around, you know, the Mecca, like you said. So I was very blessed to be around all of that. So when my time came in Orlando, you know, when that's why I met KRS and them, when the time came, I was prepared because I had been sculpted yeah for years so yeah. i was very blessed and fortunate to be in that environment for sure and that that's awesome man that's awesome that's awesome and what brought you out here to orlando like what what made you mm -hmm. decide to come out here from new york so my family moved out here when i was 15 mm -hmm. and i was like nah <laughs> As I, I go into florida and it's funny because when I tell people this, for people believe me because they, they know who I am and how I am, they could see me being a weird 15-year-old, more mature than most 15-year-olds probably. Yeah, for, but, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, because I don't drink, I don't smoke, and I was heavy in martial arts, I still am. Yeah. So I, you know, told my parents I'm not going to Florida. And I didn't throw a tantrum about it. I explained it in a very professional manner. Like, this is why I'm not gonna go to see what I'm gonna do. Because I was still going to high school. I was going to Lehman. Yeah. And I was sophomore year, essentially, from what I can remember. And I was like, I'm not going. So I actually stayed in New York by myself for about almost two years while mm -hmm. going to high school. Wow. And, and yeah, and then for my senior year, I finally caved in and said, okay, I'll come out to Florida because I got tired of the cold weather. and you know, things of that nature. Definitely, gotcha. Cool. Yeah, yeah, man, I mean, for me, my, you know, obviously being born with a disability, um, my mom just decided that in 93, like, okay, look, you know, I want I want, I want, want to come to Florida. We had some family out here at the time, you know, and my dad could have contested it because he had full, he had full, uh, he had, you know, not full, but he had uh, meditation, but he, he also understood that at the time, I have a special needs son who, it just makes more sense for him to be in a warmer climate, 90, you know, pretty much 99%, 95% of the time. 
you know, so yeah. he didn't contest it. He last one, which was the, probably the best decision, you know, he could have done is, is, is for me, you know, and, and my sister. And, well, my sister, actually, she doesn't have a disability at all. She actually moved back to New York. She's been back in New York now for the last 10 years. And she loves it out there, but up there. But me, I, could, I can't see myself living in a predominantly cold climate now. Just wouldn't, you know, I don't know if it would make the most sense for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, exactly. You know, it's, it's interesting, you know, um, and I agree with you. I have no desire to live in anything cold. You know, when we were touring overseas, I was so enamored by, you know, Berlin. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to stay in Berlin. And, you know, and my DJ and I, that's my brother, he was like, yo, we could get a loft out here. We could do it. I was like, yeah, that, that sounds amazing. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll do a <laughs> part-time gig for a couple of months and mm -hmm. go back on the road again every, you know, every six months. And then I found out that they get winter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm not, I'm not living in the winter. I'm good. I left New York to get away from the cold. I'm not going right. to move across right. the right. world to be more cold, if not worse cold. So, no. Nah, exactly. Good. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, what I love to always ask this question now. What, what's your earliest memories of music, of entertainment, when you kind of fell in love with, you know, with this whole thing? You know, I mean, what, what do you remember as like the earliest days? You know? Man. The first first rap video I ever watched was Money Power Respect. Okay. I didn't know Big T even existed. I because I grew up on rock music and alternative music. That's my okay. Do you know my mom playing Spanish music or whatever? So right, right, right. Cousin had came through, and she was playing this this network, and I'm like, what is this? And then I see Money Power Respect, which mean I'm like. What, what is this? Right. And then I play, I play ball. So we went to go play this team, which is like a, a renowned school, like middle school, high school. Like they're nasty at playing ball. My squad was good too. Yeah. So we, you know, hooping, you know, we're in the practice pad, you know, doing our layup drills. Yeah. The song comes on, Money, Power, Respect. I'm like, yo, this is pretty fire. I like how this sounds. So yeah. that was the first okay. memory of like really saying to myself wow this is really dope i really enjoyed i'm listening to and then from there you know i went on to do whatever i ended up doing i mean that 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 is that is awesome that is that is really really awesome man to, to hear um yeah man yo so it's just tell me about the meaning of sb the anomaly i'll read your bio and i was like you know and so tell, <laughs> tell, tell me about uh the meaning of sb the anomaly that's that's pretty Interesting. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. So yeah, a lot of people don't know what SB stands for. A lot of people think SB is my name, which is pretty funny. So, <laughs> yeah, right, you build a nice brand around it. That's why. Yeah, you know thank I mean? you, thank you, thank you, brother. Yeah, yeah. I even spelled it wrong on purpose. I'm always correcting people on flyers. That's not how you spell my name. <laughs> so, right. oh right, yeah, because you spell anomaly differently correct. than you do yeah, than yeah. the traditional spelling, right? That's absolutely. what. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. SB is an acronym for Stealth Bomber. You know, my first name, my first real name was Stealth. That's like, if someone ever calls me Stealth, that means they've known me for a very long time. Right. They, they, they were around from the beginning. So Stealth was how I started out because Stealth, you know, is hidden, it's camouflaged, can't really see it. I'm into martial arts, you know, and my persona was very chill. Mm -hmm. And then I started getting what people were perceiving as really good. You know, I was destroying people in mm -hmm. battle doing my thing so they was like you're you're like a i came out here 
And my boy was like, yo, you're like a stealth bomber, bro. Like you just roll up and destroy stuff. And I was like, hmm, bomber. I like that. And I'm from New York, Yankees, Bronx Bombers. Yeah. I was, you know what? I can go, I can roll with that, stealth bomber. And then stealth bomber in itself is an acronym from the S and the word stealth to the R and the word bomber. And then also backwards. So from the front part, the spitting to eliminate all lyrical threats, human betting on matching ballistic exquisite rhymes and then backwards ripping every bastard mocking or i don't know if you curse or not but oh, go ahead bro yeah, yeah, uh, yeah mocking mocking or bitching how these lyrics always eat through suck i mean mocking over beats how these lyrics always eat through suckers so you know i put a lot of thought into my name like right. i feel like a lot of people just create a name and there's really right. no thought right. it. my name has a lot of meaning behind it you know and and then anomaly just came from the fact that, like you said in the beginning of the show, you know, there's this thing where people say you really shouldn't do multiple things, but you have to focus on one. But I think I have proven that I am an example of someone that can do an array of things and perform at a very high level in all of them, you know? So, and again, that all goes back to people helping me and mentoring me and me being around the stuff but right. yeah you know sb stuff bomber the anomaly and stealth bomber if anyone that doesn't know what that is stealth bomber is a plane that doesn't show up on radar so me you know my demeanor is really calm and chill you know po- contrary to popular belief because on social media i play around i joke around i'll sing some disney songs and having fun with it trying to make people laugh bring some good energy to their day but yeah. i'm really i'm really chill and you would never really know what I harbor within me until you find out the hard way, you know? So that's what my name was created around. Cause I was battling people left and right, you know, on the MC aspect of things. And I wasn't losing anything. I, I've never lost a competition ever. I've never went into like a battle thing and lost. Right. And, you know, it was fun to, to, to learn about the battling and make money from it and get a name from it. And this was before music even was a big thing to me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and people were saying, you know, there's this dude walking around who looked like nothing and he will like, he will eat your food. So you, know, mm-hmm. you gotta be careful. His you know, right. name is Stealth. You know? <laughs> so I, I built a name off people underestimating me and, you know, trying to make me look stupid. And then ironically, it didn't work out in their favor. So yeah, that's essentially I love that. I love that because a lot of people probably don't know, didn't know that it's where that comes from. I love that, man. Um, Like, I saw you in your body said you left the way you use your intelligent lyrics with catchy flows in your music, you know, and just knowing you know what I do, you know, like I said, you're not out here spitting rhymes that don't is intended to make a difference because everything, everything you do, man, is about making a difference. I mean, and it doesn't take that much that doesn't take that that long to figure that out. Once people study you, they can tell everything you do is always about making a difference, you know, positivity, you know, which is which is what hip hop, the culture of hip hop was really supposed to be about. Of course, what's marketed a lot of time is negativity, man, but I think yeah. hip hop in general was created to be a positive thing. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think we, we've kind of gotten away from that because unfortunately, you know, when you and I come up, because you and I ride around the same age, we came up at a time where cats were trying to get away from the streets. They're trying yeah. to get away from having to hustle and sell drugs. Nowadays, it's like reversed to me. 
You know, it's okay. I mean, catch it. <laughs> I mean, there's a rapper dying every. I mean, shout out. I mean, God, God, you know, you know, God bless the dead. Just recently, P and B Rock. You yeah. know, as a comment of the recording this podcast, this is uh, he he died about a week ago, I think or so. And it's I mean, he he he's in he's in the hood of the hood, wearing jewelry. That you know, and that's when these guys gotta be smarter, man. They gotta. You can't be you cannot be in the hood trying to stunt because cats don't care. You don't yeah. understand that, like, okay, uh, if you want to get soup from the hood, get it to go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being real. Like, people gotta start understanding. I mean, you know, with Nipsey, I mean, look, well, you're a celebrity, you gotta roll with security, young Dolph, you gotta roll with security. You can't afford yeah. to, to be out here just rolling by yourself because cats are watching. Yeah, you know what and, I mean? and that's and that's the unfortunate reality. You know, me, I'm not even, you know, I'm not even someone who is, you know, a celebrity, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. At all. Right, right. But I'm still very much aware of my surroundings. Right. I think anybody would be, right? You know what I mean? Right. Anyone naturally looks around where they're at, but I'm very much aware, like, yeah, if I go somewhere, I need to see the door where I'm at. <laughs> where are you, everything. right? And if you if you're in a yeah. new place, like but you don't, you know, because obviously you travel a lot. So go to another country, go to another place that you have to know, or another state where you have been. Okay, where where can I go? Where can I travel? What's safe? What's not? Because you people know when you're not from there. They know when you're not from that area because they ain't seen you around. People, you know. So I think in this generation, you have to be really, really careful on who you hang around with, where you're at, because it's just different now, man. Cats no longer, there's no longer any regard for human life like it used to be. It used to be a code, like, you know, it used to be a, <laughs> used to be a code, a street code, like, you know, some people just don't touch. These are kids, don't, people don't care. People do not care. They will kill you and shoot you and think about it after the fact. So, yeah, exactly, you know, and, and, and that's just the malice in humanity's heart, you know, right, so. exactly. And it's unfortunate. I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't know, dude. You know, but regardless, it's still unfortunate. Right. Has to go. Yeah, anytime anybody dies, and I feel like we're, I feel like we're dealing yeah. with a rapper dying every other day. I feel like, I mean, every other day, I feel like somebody else is dying from this or that. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw something that him and the other cats that had, you know, gone through that unfortunate circumstance. I think they were on the same record label too at some point. I don't know yeah. if that's true empire or something I don't yeah. know that's that's pretty bugged out but you know it's it's just unfortunate and but it goes back to what you said you know we have to make sure that we are you know aware of right. our surroundings and right. you know people you know unfortunately our happiness will always make somebody upset of course of course people don't like to especially if you if you come from empire it's unfortunate like I know I'm not from the streets I know about the streets. I'm not from the street. I grew up with very much a middle class family, right? Uh, so I don't. I didn't come from an impoverished. They would really come from the inner city. They really come from really rough neighborhoods. I'm fortunate enough that me and my sister didn't have to come from that. You know, we weren't rich by any means, but we weren't like dirt poor either. You know what I mean? My mom, you know, she's in, she's incarcerated now. She's getting out soon. But growing up, you know, uh, we, we, you know, well, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. I, I can't come say I, I can't say that I I come from that environment, but it's 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 just one of those things where it's just like 
man, it's like, it, it's, it, it's tough. It's just tough to watch people who are coming from those type of neighborhoods. And for, for a lot of those kids, the only option they have is, a lot of times they feel is to be an entertainer or an athlete or something like that. And sometimes, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't work out, you know? But I mm -hmm. love, I love that you you always about positive lyrics, positivity, make again making a difference, you know, and, and let people know that you're using your art on your gifts to make it to 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 impact people. And that's really what I that's one of the things I really respect about the work you do, man. Mm, I appreciate that, bro. I mean, you know, I tell people all the time, and this is why I enjoy talking to kids, you know, I tell people all the time that we have a choice you know i could easily rap about whatever you know it takes zero effort to rap about whatever you want to rap about you know it's easy to talk about negative things but can you still make money and do it in a positive way you know that's a challenge you know it's mm -hmm. funny when i when i go to an event or i'm judging something or there's an audition for artists if it's in the improv style, the freestyle rap part mm -hmm. of the craft. And they can rap about killing people all day. It's easy. It takes no effort. Killing mm -hmm. people, money they got, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not knocking it. I understand. I get it for sure. Mm -hmm. Plenty of people do it. A lot of my favorite artists have done it and continue to do it. Yeah. When I tell them, okay, now I want you to rap about this and right. that. And that this, that antecedent is a positive thing, or you're not allowed to curse. Let me hear you rap. It's like they they don't have anything to say at that point. Yeah. It's like, it's like right. I'm putting a huge disadvantage. And it's like, wow, like your talent is capped at a very, very like standard place, you know? Right, right. And yeah. it's wild to me, bro. How it's just it's comical. It's like, you know, you think you're really talented but you're talented in like a very small lane like you can't yeah. do anything out of that for me if you're going to claim to be an mc that means you're you know you're a wordsmith you yeah know, you master of ceremonies you're someone that can put words together in a very specific way and that's why i always tell people when someone looks like they can't rap i assume they can rap really good because if you know how to put words together you can rap you know yeah. people think yeah. You have to be this tough killer, assassin, gangster, whatever. I'm like, nah, brother. The best rappers I know, they are not killers. They are not murderers. They look like people that probably play chess in the middle of Central Park while eating <laughs> some <laughs> almond milk. And they right. will rip threads. People have this skewed mindset and perception of, of what art is supposed to look like be about and do so yeah man we just try to show people the other side of the moon if you will like there's another part to this I, I, absolutely i love it man i love it you know what i mean um yeah man so you are the mc of the international hip-hop group the iconics yep along with dj part of the prime you know i'm not familiar yep. with the iconics so talk to me about how you got in the group what, what, what what's the iconic all about and and we have about we're gonna come back in, you know. Uh, I have the free version of Zoom, so it's only forty minute cap. So <laughs> we'll we'll yeah. come back in. Um, in fact, let's do that right now. So give me a second. Yeah. So I'm gonna pause. Hey guys, we're back. Uh, I had a little technical difficulties, but 
um, not really technical difficulty. You just had to start uh, start a, start a new session. So continue this great conversation, man. So um, you're talking to me about the iconics. So tell me about you know the iconics and and how you got involved in that group. Yeah. So it goes hand in hand with, with when I first performed like you know, open open up for KRS One. So my DJ is KRS One's son. Okay. So I met him when I opened up for KRS. We talk, click, you know, vibe were surprisingly similar to one another. And we just decided, you know, it'd be a good idea if we did our thing. You know, I'm an MC and an MC's dream is to have a DJ, you know, and he's a DJ and DJ is, you know, not dream per se, but you know, a DJ without the MC is missing an element. So we conjoined the elements together and we created that group. You know, I thought of the name, went on tour, opened up for his pops, and it just kind of went from there. <laughs> nice, man. Shout yeah. out to Karis, man. True legend, true icon. Yeah, He's yeah. Faster hip hop, man. This, this genre of hip hop, you know, believe it or not, hip hop is not even 50 years old officially yet. I mean, we, we think about yeah. it, but it's, it's been around, but it's not even 50. You know, yeah. so it's still a young genre, man. You don't really that should have an elder. We were just now having an elder statesman of, of the genre. You know, most other genres have them, but you know, guys like Melly Mel and Curtis Blow, yeah. those guys are considered the elder statesmen now, the the you know, the true, true OGs of the genre. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they don't, you know, people a lot of new cats, you know, or young cats in general, fans of music and people that perform and create music of this time. You know, these cats don't really understand that. They don't know. They don't know the roots. You know, you talk to them about artists from the 90s or whatever the case is, and they're all the originators before that. And it's like, they don't, they don't know. You know, yeah, and it's yeah. sad because this is on a universal scale. Even artists who are major, you see them on radio shows and they'll even mock the old, the older artists or the originators. Or, you know, it's crazy. It's really interesting to me how you don't know the roots in which you stem from. You know, you wouldn't even be allowed to make music the way you do had it not been created and pioneered and, and you know, pushed to the forefront and, you know, given it life by these individuals. So it really blows my mind, bro. But you're right. absolutely, people, you ask the average person, how long has hip hop been around? Uh, they have no idea, you know, they so no yeah. Clue, right. they, have, they have no clue of what's about, you know, the, what I love about the genre is, like I said before, the hip hop genre to me was created to be a positive art form. I yeah. think if, you know, I think what we see commercially that's, that, that's marketed is not so positive, but if you really tear back the layers and work to the purity of what the, what, what the culture is about, because you don't have to be a rapper to be hip hop. You know what I mean? You don't have to be I would say hip hop is culture and rap is a personification of the culture. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm not a rapper, you know, I mean, but I love hip hop. I love what hip hop is about. And I love what, you know, it's 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 created, it's done a lot more positive things than negative things in my life, especially for people of color, people of, of less less means, you know, create a lot of millionaires. <laughs> And some billionaires like uh, Jay-Z and, 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 and Kanye and people like that. It's a huge, 
huge, huge industry. Like the amount of money that hip hop, it, it's really mind blowing. You know, I was watching this movie, Breaking, mm-hmm. there were movies, mm-hmm. and you know, they mock, you know, the popping, they mock the breaking, which are you know, elements of hip hop, you know, the dance aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And you can just see that hip hop was not welcome in so many spaces. And now it's undeniable. It's funny because I recently just taught school teachers, middle school and high school teachers in a Devolusa district out here, how to teach hip hop in their schools. Mm, okay. And these are all contemporary dancers, professional dancers who are teachers in schools, but they had brought me in to teach them how to teach hip hop. That's nice. how big hip hop is. Right. We are, is undeniable. And, and now the schools are even forcing their teachers to learn, not forcing, but needing rather their teachers to learn how to properly educate kids in it because kids want to learn hip hop. I love, yeah. And I love that you're teaching it to a positive, you know, more positive because people gotta understand that hip hop is not going anywhere. But I think if we can, we can teach, if we can show the positive elements. And by the way, if, if you come for, if you are just telling your story where you came up, I'm all for that. I'm all for people talking about the struggle that they came up through because I think that's what art is about. Yeah, right? art sure. is about telling the telling stories and keep, you know. We, that's why we need people like yourself as creators, creatives that do it because you guys are cultural reporters. Okay, mm. I, I've always said that you're the cultural reporters for the people who can't necessarily. I, um, tell their stories the way you, the way you're trained on how to do that. You know what I mean? And I think that's why it's so important of even the work that I do as a music consultant and, and sharing and showing artists how to navigate the space and know how to build an audience on what they love to do. Um, I think because I'm so passionate about the art and so passionate about helping creatives yeah. monetize what they love to do. And I think a lot of them, um, they always say, well, I want to make money do what I love to do. And it, don't get me wrong, it's really, it, it's, it's, I want to say it's, it's not an impossible to make money doing this, but not necessarily easier either because there's a lot of things that have to come into play to do that. So many creatives don't necessarily think about brand and think about how, what, what is my brand about? What is my brand position? And things of, of uh, how do I build around that and monetize that because most creative people just want to create. No, and so, I, <laughs> and you're, and you're needed because what you do is beautiful you know you're giving us the 90 percent of the of the whole pie you know the music yeah. is a very small percentage it's more so about the business aspects of what right. you're providing right is actually i mean in my opinion more important yeah. than the actual product itself because you can have all the product in the world but if you don't know how to distribute it sell it package it monetize it then what do you do? You just stop doing it because if you can't pay bills, then that's it. You know, a lot of people also don't understand that you don't have to be worldwide famous to make a very good living. Right. You know, there's so many artists that have over a hundred thousand followers and they're touring and they have these huge crowds and there's yeah. no one, and you may not know who they are, but that doesn't really matter. Right. You know, exactly. I say it all the time, man. Yeah, <laughs> 100 million people in America. So if only 1% of that knows you, then you're pretty much set. <laughs> you yeah. don't really have to anything else. Yeah. And right. you don't understand that. You know, we're so fixated on, you know, we got to put the music on 
Apple, we gotta put the music on this. We gotta do, 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 do. all right, cool. You did that. Like now, now what? Like now, right. now what right. happened? Exactly. Right. A lot of them, a lot of them, a lot of artists, in my opinion, um, they just they don't they 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 come up in a way of thinking, okay, I need to get the record deal so that I can do my music. And so truth is the record companies now are not trying to, they're not gonna build your career. They're gonna, they're gonna, if anything, they're gonna finish it or escalate it. They're not gonna start it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what, what we do is very unorthodox. I don't even care for Apple Music at all or streaming in general, which, you know, people hear that and go, <gasps> but I don't even care for it at all. I don't need it. You know, I'm so connected in how and what I do that I, mm. I can make money as is, you know, and if I wanna sell something, I'll put it on like a site. A bad camp. Say, yeah, yeah, like, look, I always yeah. tell people, SB man, I tell you, there's this between streaming your record and supporting your record, right? So, real quick, exactly. right? So, I can go stream your record on Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, Google Play, whatever, right? But if I want to go support your record, I can go to Bandcamp and, exactly. support, your, and support your record or, or Gumroad, because what that is, is those are, those are direct sales platforms where people want to support the record. It's a difference. It's, it's all about the terminology. If you want people to support your record, then yeah, put it on a platform like, like a Bandcamp, where you can basically say, okay, you want this record, you can listen to it. And what's cool about platforms like by Bandcamp is you can set how many times they can listen to the product for free. Okay, if you listen to this for five times for free, you clearly like it. So yeah. now you want to listen to it again, you have to pay some money for it. And that's the and that's the thing. And I cause people don't understand it takes very little to put you like you go on Distro Kid, pay a little thing, you know, get your stuff on, you know, the album. Like people they think that getting it like on those platforms are like a huge, you know, odyssey that you have to go through. It really, it really isn't. You know, right. I've made a good amount of money just doing what I do, you know, performing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, perform, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah boring you know writing for people you know i mean it is you don't have to necessarily take that route but everyone's route everyone's different everybody, right? everybody everybody's path is different man i tell you yeah, all the time no two people's path to success is ever ever the same yeah, yeah. it could be similar but mm -hmm. never exact nothing about nothing about this is cookie cutter everybody's path is going to be a little bit different it's just the nature of how it works yeah, you know, and I, I was telling, I was actually talking to my DJ Prime about this two nights ago. We was like, let's just do because we have a million mixtapes and EPs, and we was like, let's let's put an album on Apple Music. Like, let's just do, let's just do one. This is just, just so we could say we did it, and then you know, mm -hmm. people could just shut up about asking about it, or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, because it's like it's like for example, Free Daps. Yeah, Free Daps is a very successful company. Yeah, very successful. Voted number one. By colleges as a performing act. Oh yeah, yeah. Of a comedy or all of that. We are number one, right? And we do well, you know. Our, our, the, the people that created that, the squad, you know, Isaac and Jordan, you know, this yeah. real, like beautiful thing. And it's like to be able to get on stage, make stuff up right there, not written down, not rehearsed, not prepared, zero practice for that, for what you're going to say. Just go up there, you say it, get off, you get paid. I mean, it is a beautiful thing, you know? And is again, like you said, everyone's path is different. For me, the some of the best moments of my career 
has been being paid to just freestyle rap or dance. Yeah. And the fact that I can be part of such a beautiful, you know, collage of individuals, but that's, those are my people's, man. Yeah. yeah. Get on stage, freestyle rap, yada, 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 get off, and, I'm, and that's it. And what I just made in 15 minutes or 10 minutes of rhyming is what most people make in several days of work. You know, it's it's, it's interesting how everyone, you know, like you said, how how they have their own path, their own journey, but that's also why, brother, I do so many things. You know, one day I might be choreographing. You know, I also teach now. I teach at a private school. I teach, you know, I teach creative writing. I teach dance, hip hop. I teach martial arts to high schoolers, middle schoolers, elementary. So it's like, there's so many ways to monetize yourself, you know, and I just believe that we all should have either one way that we really love a lot or so does how to find different ways to yeah, do so. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You because always, again, yeah, you have to because this is always this, you know, let's be let's let's be honest. I mean, it's just not easy when you're dealing the creative space, you know. I like to speak for myself, right? When I'm working with because as a, as a coach and a consultant, there's really two ways to do it. You either do a one-to-one when you're coaching, which the way I love to do it, or most people, what they do now, they do with the one-to-many, where, because that's the only way you really scale to a larger level, you know. Obviously, the courses are, some, are, are big. Everybody's doing a course, and, you know, and, you know, that's a whole lot of work. And, you know, I've, I've thought about doing that, and, you know, but that's also a lot of stuff to have to figure out to get that stuff going off the ground. So, I mean, it's so many things and you just got to be careful because people, could you feel like you have to do a million and one things because it's what somebody else is doing, but you should, I should try to make sure I stick to my path and stuff that makes me exciting and makes me happy, uh, you know, to do what I love to do. And that's why I do things like, like my man, my man, James Young, you know, I bring talent over there. You know what I mean? I get paid to do that. You know what I mean? And, oh, yeah, he, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's. I love yeah, James, I, man. I love, yeah, I, I love, I love him. I know you were on there recently. Yeah, I had a I had a blast being on there, man. We had a really good time. He was he was trying to get me a longer segment, man. He was cool. He was it's funny because he he thought I was a poet, you know, okay. which, I, which I am. You know, yeah. I'm a public author. Right, right. Yeah, yes, you are. Yes, you, you are. Know, people forget that. You know, I was 23 when I published the book. So he was like, yo, I heard you know your poetry, and I want to get you on for your poetry. And I was like, well, not, no disrespect to what you're looking for, but poetry is a very small fraction of what I actually do. And then when I explained to him the bigger picture, he was like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't know I did You know, and he really embraced it in, in a really beautiful way. And he uh, was really cool. Dope individual. I had a great time. You know, definitely one of the best experiences I've ever had, you know, not only as a human, but also uh, especially as an artist. Yeah. And, but the fact that you can connect people to that beautiful energy is amazing. It's, it's a beautiful thing, man. Like I said, I've been bringing artists. In fact, I'll be up there in a couple of days at the time of this recording. But um, I just love because they're not Afrotainment is still a hit. They're still a hidden gem to a lot of people. You know, yeah. Just, they've been around, they're doing amazing things. And part of that is just because they don't have, they're not on local, they're not on cable TV locally here in, in Central Florida unless you have Xfinity. Or you know, cause their dealers through Comcast. So unless you have the Roku or the Xfinity, you're not going to watch the shows uh, live. So that's why a lot of people still here locally. You say Afrotainment, like who, what? And I mean, but they have a beautiful facility, as you know. 
and doing amazing things. So yeah, man. So it just it, it's cool to be able to, to provide platforms like that for artists. And and, and and like I said, I feel very justified as being charged a fee for that. You know what I mean? I, I don't feel bad at all. Now, depending on how I know you, the fee changes. <laughs> no, yeah. And you know I'm very I mean? and I'm very grateful, man, that I didn't pay anything. You know, I just you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And, 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 the thing, and the thing about it is, right, and James and me and James even talked about this. It's like Dora, like, look, I have no problem that you charge because you're working, like you should get value from it too. Like if, you're bringing, if you're bringing somebody on that platform. Yeah, well, they it, win because they get exposure. James and, and Mike are getting paid by the network. They're going to well, get paid regardless. So he's like, yeah, you deserve to get something. Yeah, you just say you deserve to get something from it. Yeah. No, but it's worth it because the quality, the experience, the yeah. exposure. I mean, people don't – see, that's the thing that, blow, that blows my mind. Like, yeah. <laughs> when you look at Nike, mm-hmm. Apple, mm-hmm. Samsung, mm-hmm. these are huge. Huge companies, right. And what do they do? They pay for a promotion. Right, <laughs> they correct. pay for advertising, right? Right, right. And then when an artist has to pay to promote what they are doing, they're like confused about it. Right. Like if Nike, what do you mean I have to? What do you mean I have to pay? What do like, my, like my art? Uh, no, like you have to pay. Yeah, like if Nike. <laughs> If Nike, you know what I mean? Like, it, I mean, it's one thing. Like, if someone hits, like, I'm, I'm very simple. If you hit me up and ask me to be on your show, I'm not paying at all. But if I hit you up and I want to be on your platform, then yeah. why would I not pay? I'm the yeah. one coming. It's like when someone asks me for a verse. If you ask me for a verse, it's a fee. I'm going to ask you for your email. <laughs> and I'm going to send you an invoice. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? You can do what you want to do with that invoice, you know, and I, you know, and it's very simple. There's no conversation. It's like, oh, hi. It's like, oh, I don't know who you are. You know what I mean? But if I know who you are and we have a mutual respect yeah, and we're doing our joint thing, yeah, let's, let's create. Of course. Like, like I asked yeah. you in this podcast, I don't want, I'm not asking, I don't want to get paid. I just, I love what you're doing. You're exactly right. Like, you know, people have to respect the fact that, bro, this is how you eat. Yeah. As being, this is what you do. You don't. You don't. You don't have a job that you clock into. You see, but what you're doing is beautiful, brother. Because not only are you you're busy, you're very busy, but we just have to connect as well. I just I keep right. not. It is it's, cool. yeah, it's yeah. like my my. It's like I want to do anything. Like do like I tell people, if you can go into my brain for like twelve minutes, it's like madness going on here, man. Right. Right. I do like when we get off right now, I'm gonna go into a whole other genre of, of what I do. Like it's, it's like. You ever seen the movie Split before? No. All the personalities. Well, that's I'm like that. You have to watch the movie Split. It's really crazy. Okay. I'm like that. Like I have a dancer in me, a rapper in me, a writer in me. An actor oh yeah. In me. Yeah, right. I do things, dude. So I have to pull that person out and make and give that person the lead, and then they right. control the body. And then they go back inside. Then the other person comes. You know what I mean? That's right. how I feel. So you know, you what you're giving people is the ability to be heard, and honestly. Honestly, sometimes all we need is to be heard. Yeah. There would be no iconics if if my boy didn't put me in a position to be heard. Yeah. If I was never heard, it'd be nothing. You know what I mean? Like and it's it's interesting that like I've had before and I've had to do this before. I've had to kind of justify like why I charge what I charge. And I think it's 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 
it's very, even my even my retainer rate, right? Even what I charge as a, on a retainer to do consulting work, right? And I'm, and I'm being I'm being very 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 transparent. Honestly, I, I, I shortchange myself because what people are charging to do oh, the yeah. same type of work that I do That's is more nothing compared to what people are really charging to do this. I mean, you have consultants that are charge fifteen hundred dollars a week, not a yeah. month, fifteen hundred a week. You know, so you you charge that by four weeks, that's six grand a month. And then you have to you have to hire them for at least six months. So you do the math. You know what yeah, I mean? So you like, know, I, I learned and I learned about retainers from when these cash try to manage us, my DJ and I. They try to they try to be our managers. And we had a meeting with KRS and stuff with them. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, we gotta make sure everything is right. Yeah. And bro, like it was wild, man. Like, I didn't even know about I didn't even know how that worked until like you know, 10, nine years. I have no idea. Like I knew about, you know, the percentages, but I don't know about retainers. It's like, yeah, there, there's a lot to this, man. And this, I'm pretty sure there's even more that I may or may not be aware of, you know, but right. I've been very lucky to be around people like him and, you know, and gets, even with sound checking, you know, that's an art. So that's an art mm -hmm. in itself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, most artists go on a microphone, they rap their song and they and now right, cool, we sound check and they walk away. That's not a sound check. No, they don't say that's a line check. So what is this, this difference between a line check and a sound check? Most of the times, in my opinion, sound checks are really for people who do live instruments, you know what I mean? Making sure the levels are right. But of course, if you're just doing a, if you're just doing tracks and you have a mic, you don't really need a full it's a line. Okay, levels great, let's go. Especially, especially if you're singing, unless if you're rapping over the vocal. And then sometimes, or singing over the vocal, there's sometimes that you should, I would advise and recommend to sing or rap over the vocal, depending on what it is, especially if you know that the building isn't set up properly to do acoustics or acoustics. You might have to say, hey, do the TV track, rap over the vocal, or sing over the vocal. It's okay. Professionals do it all the time. It's not a bad thing. It just depends on the situation. And if you're able to get a full sound check, you know, and you have the, you taking the leads off and just going to wrap and leaving the hook on. You better make sure you get a full sound check because if the leads are off, you have nothing else to to back you up. You know what I mean? But so, cats don't know how to cat, but cats don't even know what that means though. They don't understand the the monitors and the levels and what part to put that. Like you know, there's a science behind that, and I right. and I got to watch the master do right. this right. multiple times. You know, right. and I'm. I'm just watching him like wow like, i never i never knew it was this deep <laughs> i watch right, him right. do it take this off turn that on what he walks over there i can't it, and just like wow like i've been doing this wrong for so long <laughs> okay right like, there's so many levels bro absolutely absolutely right. man absolutely and before we get out of here man i respect for your time it's been a while it's been a great great experience great conversation but i want to quick I want to quickly, um, you, you know, quickly touch on, like you said, stuff you're doing in the martial, in, in the martial artist, as a martial artist teaching. I remember with uh, our friend Amanda J, you taught self-defense, you did a self-defense class. With, talk to me about some of the stuff you're doing in that world, in the martial arts world, and some of the stuff that maybe people yeah. don't see a lot of. Yeah, see, that's, that's a whole other realm, right? I've been doing martial arts for 30 years, bro. You know, I started out in karate, did my thing in karate from there ventured off to different forms of kung fu just kind of dabbling in different things see what i like see what they were like there's so much because when people say the word kung fu they think kung fu is like an is like one style mm -hmm. kung fu is the equivalent of the word bird 
<laughs> you know, and then you have so many different birds under that, right? So there's mm-hmm. so many different styles in the kung fu. So mm-hmm. between you know kung fu, I mean different forms of kung fu, you know, boxing, karate. I mean, there's just a lot that I've done over the years, and I'm still learning. And my main thing right now is Wing Chun, and you know, I teach self defense for women because men don't know how to act. So yeah. women need to know how to get somebody off them very quickly. Right. Not, not necessarily fight them. You know, I'm not, I'm not teaching women to become assassins and be in a UFC right. fight. Right. I'm teaching them how to get somebody off you very quickly. Right. Because that one little second of ha ha ha, that little quick movement can save your life. Right. Can save your life and get you out of a tough situation. So yeah. I teach that very simple stuff. You know, I, I, I learned from the school that I was, that I was training and I teach middle school, high school, and elementary school. You know, at the private school in Kissimmee out here called Ignite. And for that, I teach them everything. I teach them boxing. I teach them, you know, some grappling. I show them, you know, karate. I haven't gotten to Wing Chun yet because, you know, I don't think they're ready for that yet. But, yeah. you know, I teach them a bunch of different stuff. And when I say ready, to no disrespect to any other art, art forms, but Wing Chun is a little more difficult to get good at. Yeah. You know? It takes, in my personal opinion, more time to be, you know, proficient enough to use an actual Yeah. yeah. As to me just telling you, punch, punch, you know, that that's ready to go Amazon Prime style. That could happen right now. You yeah. know, just do it. Now go outside and use it. Like, you know, like, right. you know, you may not be the best, but you've been you be throw your hands, right? Right. But it's, it's, it's much more technical than, you know, than I guess the basic level of other stuff, right? And it's it's been fun, you know. I just give people confidence through through protecting yourself. You know, I think there's a beautiful feeling in knowing that if someone tries to hit me, I can at least deflect, move away, respond to it. It's a very uncomfortable feeling when you don't know how to protect yourself or yes. anyone that you, people you love. You know, it, oh, of it, course, it, um, of course. It, you know, and and, and 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 I say this too, right? Um, when it comes to men and women, right? You know, I, I say this all the time, bro. Um, men and women are not equal, right? No. What I mean by that, and if she, women get a lot of, they get upset when I say this, but this is true. I'm all for opportunity for women. I'm not for equality because men and women were never supposed to be equal. What I mean by that is, what I mean by that is this. The strongest woman in the world will never be as strong as the strongest man. It just—I mean—that's just what it is. You know what I mean? There's no way to argue that. I mean, you know, if, yeah, exactly. if, if men, if 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 take basketball for instance, right? We talked about this one. Okay, the a a, a a woman's team, right? Can if they go against a men's team that are bigger, stronger than them, they're probably going to get hurt. Yeah, and women get so and and they and get that's, so bit out of shape when we talk about stuff like that. But it's just like, and, look, man, we just and have that's to, a, yeah, <laughs> and that's a whole other conversation, man. Yeah, like, we don't have time for that we, one. That, yeah, that's a whole other hour on podcast <laughs> because people, you know, just to make it short and simple, people are too delicate. We live in a very delicate world. I hate the world that we live in. It's too delicate. It's too needy. It's too sensitive. Like you said, we're not equal in that aspect. I always, I always tell people that we are we are a human. The human race is not equal, and there's so many levels to that. But when it comes to opportunity, 
the opportunity should definitely be there. But when it comes to strength, yeah, I mean, of course, there are a lot of women that will beat up a lot of men. But like you said, if you take five women at random and five guys at random Mm -hmm. and you ask me who to put my money on in a fight in a rumble i'm gonna go for the men because this is what it is i mean i think and there's nothing and honestly it ain't like that's the thing to brag about like okay you could fight better good for you <laughs> you know right. what i mean like who cares you know what i mean like it's not like it's not even that deep we're not talking about intelligence no that matters we're talking you know about I mean? bi- we're talking about biology we're just talking when, yeah, talk, yeah. when i when i when i talk about this stuff but this is a really big thing and uh, going back into the dating relationships thing right versus yeah. the man but the man and i believe this the man is supposed to cover the woman that's the way it's supposed to be you know what i mean like mm-hmm. women should not be walking out in this world uncovered you know and not protected. There's yeah. a reason why it. <laughs> there's a reason why it's supposed to be that way. There's a reason why men leave families. It's not because, you know, when you talk about the word submission in relationship, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean do what I say because I said it. It means that you chose you, you showed trust up me. trust, right? There's trust there, so yeah. I trust that. You're gonna have my back that you're gonna look, that you're gonna protect me. So I'm gonna to submit to the things that you ask me to do. Yeah. I, That's I think, what that means. It doesn't I, mean go ahead. And you know, and, and you just put up a good point that you just made you just made me realize something about myself. <laughs> so if somebody insults me directly, right? Uh-huh. I am docile and I'm I'm very peaceful about it. Right. But if you insult a woman next to me a different type of instinct revs up within me and now i want to break your face it's weird it's like it's like a protective (laughs) thing that i think a man should just naturally have instilled in him and i think it kind of goes to what you're saying like you know what i mean like 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 it's weird not weird but i feel like Again, without trying to insult the women of the universe. We're not insulting them, but we're just trying to be honest about it. I mean, yeah, I, you know I think I mean, like, we're trying to be honest because we, we're living a world now, SB, where women, right, every right. woman is a boss bitch. I'm a boss yeah. this, I'm a boss that. Well, what happens when somebody breaks into your house? Yeah. Like, like, are you going to be able to fight, fight off an intruder who's trying to hurt you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you're five foot three, right? Because there, are, there right. are men that can't fight off an intruder, right? <laughs> that are much bigger than you. So, like, what are you gonna do? You know, exactly. Yeah. That's and that's that's all I'm trying to say. Like, women have to stop trying to be equal to men. It's never been that way. Yeah, yeah. It's never. Yeah. It's never. It's never been. I I want women to have opportunity as much as possible. Okay. Yeah. Another quick example, you know, before we end it in the, on this topic. Yeah. Is, is the whole WNBA thing, right? So oh, yeah, everybody's man. upset. Oh, well, Brittany Griner had to go overseas to, to make her money. Right, you're right. Because guess what? Women don't even support the women's league. If they you ask... They don't make money from women. Ask any, ask any woman today, anybody listening to this too, go up to any woman you know and tell them to name five WNBA teams. They wouldn't even know. They couldn't even tell you. They, they wouldn't, wouldn't. Even know, but they know the NBA teams. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. They know the exactly. NFL teams, and, and that's and yeah, like I've never heard a woman say I'm a fan of. Like, I've I've never heard a woman. And I've been around the world. Just yeah, like, 
I've never heard a woman say WNBA. I've never heard it. I've heard soccer. Yeah. I've heard NFL, MLB, and, right. you know, all men stuff. I've never heard a woman or anyone for that matter right. say WNBA. And, and I'm not knocking the WNBA. It's you know, a, but it is what it is, bro. It is what These it, are amazing it, athletes. That I, love, I love women's basketball. Yeah, I love women's basketball. But the NBA gives them money so they can have a league. So, so you can't sit there and tell me that that they supposed to get equal pay, right? It's like like it doesn't work like that from a fiscal standpoint. It can't because they don't bring in enough to to get equally as the men. That's just common sense. Yeah, no business operates like that. Yeah, there's no business in the universe that operates like that. Yeah, you do so, less. So you should get equal pay just because it doesn't work like that. You get yeah. paid what the what your value is in the marketplace. That's, yeah, that's, and, and yeah, and even if it's that, we we're un, we're underpaid for our value in general as a yeah. society. It's like if you're, you're you're not even there, let alone to get you know it's and it's like again, like you said, it, people get very. You know, it's a touchy it. subject, but I think that I, I think that women have to understand that you know a lot of times women women I'm so glad women have, shouldn't have opportunity, but, yeah. but what it is, but 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 we cannot sit here and say that they should be equal. I have a problem with that because it's like when we start say there's always going to be a need for a man. Okay, if what if you if you eliminated the world and took men out of the world, would this would be a much different place? Yeah, I, because women go off. Men are very practical. We go off what's in front of us. How do we solve women? Go women go off go off of emotion nine times out of ten. And a lot of times, emotion will get you in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know? I think for me, I always say what matters is you know the mind you know like i would never say a man is automatically smarter than a woman never no. never it, you know no. we're talking we're, ta we're talking about very rudimentary things like right. uh, 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 me punch you hard you know what i mean like that's right. what we're talking right. type of and but the fact that it's even a conversation like you said is weird because it's like why are we even having the conversation like you know yeah. like i would i would never say i'm tougher than a woman because women give birth to children right you know? I wouldn't be and, that, and that also crazy. shows why, why we're different because their bodies are meant to carry life. We give life, but their bodies are meant to carry life. It's a whole different thing. I don't think men. I don't think we're strong enough to deal with childbirth and deal no. with all the things that uh, a woman has to, to deal with. I need someone time and I was passed out. Um, there's no way. You know what I mean? But I just think no that way. I just think that that we just have to understand of this that that. I'm all for opportunity. And that's why I said I love that you're teaching women how to defend themselves, but yeah. also they understand they're still not men. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're just gonna right. be defending you, but don't think for one second that you should go and entice somebody to get try to get to a, a physical altercation with a man or trying to, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> and and that's the good part. Like when they come, you know, the women that came have been so awesome, you know, and big shout out to Amanda as well, you know. Shout out to her, man. I know she's getting rid of a baby as well. Shout out to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of babies, right? And it's like, I'm so grateful to be able to provide, you know, that that time and that information because it's passed down to me from my teachers and I'm just conveying it to them. And it's like... <clears throat> I, I wouldn't, I mean, the amount of attacks that happen on women domestically is really insane. Like, it's a really crazy, crazy number. And, you know, 
we definitely need to do a better job, not only protecting them, but also not hurting them in general. And a lot of men are have the understanding. So like you said, it's important that they understand how to do these things because yeah, a guy could be stronger than you. If you hit him with a certain movement, you hit him in a certain place, that'd be enough to get you to get away from the situation and call yeah. for help right. one way because most men are doing it not because they're skilled at fighting. You don't see too many MMA fighters going around, you know, suplexing women at random. <laughs> right. right. Like these are just guys who just want to have dominance over someone and they're choosing women because they know they can do it for the most part. Not in every circumstance, of course, but right. in the most part they can. But if a woman just knows how to go whoop whoop, then oh, oh. Right. Now the guy is stunned and then that's exactly. it. Yeah, it's not meant for you to you know, get them to it's meant for you to get yourself in a position where you can get away, either get yeah. yourself to safety, whether that you know, exactly. Exactly. And I yeah, love that. I, I love that. a bunch of MMA fighters and UFC title holders. We're just trying to, you know, give women I mean it's like men too, like men like me. I'm not i I'm not fighting in the cage. I don't have time to do that. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, to do i'm not gonna walk around with bruised ribs you know i have things to do you know but i am proficient at combat and if you try to fight me i have the means to defend myself so everyday professional individuals just need to know how to defend themselves that's it no one's trying to be a ninja warrior we're just trying to simply know how to defend ourselves and it's important for women in this world to be able to do that because men don't know how to act Absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. We're almost out of time, man. Before we get out of here, man, how can people get, get connected to you? How can they stay connected with you, man? Yeah, well, first off, thank you, you know, for the time and opportunity. Oh, man. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you. Definitely look forward to collaborating with you in another space in the very near future. As far as reaching me, I'm very easy to find. All my handles on social media and my website are the same. It's SB the Anomaly. So if it's a website, it's sbtheanomaly.com. If it's Instagram, SB the Anomaly. Snapchat, SB the Anomaly. Everything's SB the Anomaly. It's very simple. S B T H E and pretty much letters S B, the word the, and then the word anomaly spelled with two O's as opposed to the proper way. That's it. Cool. Cool, guys. Look, this has been a great episode, man. This is episode number 62 of the Courage Inspire Podcast. This is your host, Terrell Peart. Till next time I'm out of here. Peace. Yes, sir.